This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. You're listening to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Now, here's Justin Fielder, Derek Stafford, and Tyler Schaefer. Hello and welcome to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Justin here along with the Cousins, Derek and Tyler. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at HuskerCuzCast for all podcast updates and more. It's been a while since we've done a podcast. This is our first podcast of the year. Happy 2021 to everybody. In fact, we haven't done a podcast since before Christmas, so we've been away. So, guys, it's uh, good to talk to you behind the microphones again. So, happy holidays to you. We got to get into something big, major, that uh, has impacted the Husker program. And that is the transfer of Wandale Robinson. So, for the second year in a row, Nebraska loses its best player on offense to the uh, transfer portal. So, uh, Tyler, what is the impact of this? I mean, you know, I, it's hard to say. I mean, here's what I'll say. Wandale Robinson, in my opinion, was the best offensive player on the Huskers. Um, when you look at the number of targets uh, he had last year, it was at 66, which accounted for almost 30% of the targets we gave. Um, he, obviously, he could do it all. He came in at running back. Uh, you know, it, it, I mean, he was the, I guess, the, the leading rusher outside of quarterback until the final game of the season when Mills finally passed him. Um, he could do it all, but, uh, you know, it. It's yet to be seen. I guess we'll kind of get into this a little bit more, but it's it's a big loss. Derek, what did you think of the news when you heard? Well, this is this is where the crossroads start becoming for Frost. Like we're, we're, you're losing your best player every year. Something's got to give, and there's one way to fix that: start winning some damn games. And it, it's proven that it's going to have to start happening soon because we can't continue to lose. We've lost so many wide receivers since Frost has been here. I mean, we lost all the Riley wide receivers. We lost, we've lost half of my, uh, <clears throat> Frost receivers. Uh, it's, it's time to start keeping some of these guys around. I don't know what they need to do to fix it, but something's got to be done. And now pressure's on the Matt Lubick. Like you got a bunch of young receivers. You got you got some other guys coming in. So you got some. You know, you got an Omar Manning who's got some experience in the uh, junior college level, but. Uh, you got a lot of inexperienced guys here. You got you got the transfer coming in as an FCS guy, but man, you hope that having a spring with this guy with, with Lubick will help a lot because you know skipping that last year being your first year here had to suck a little bit. But you definitely put pressure on Lubick right now. Going, hey, you got you got a tough room. It's time to it's time to start performing. You know, to just to add to what you're saying there, Derek. Greg Smith, he put out a tweet today uh, that said, Without the 2021 class, Scott Frost has signed 15 wide receivers. Seven transferred or never made it. Six are still here. They have 17 catches between them. And four just finished their first seasons at Nebraska. Two, just two. Mike Williams and Ken of Noah completed their eligibility at Nebraska. And he goes on to say, needs examining. So that wide receiver room has been... Pretty bad. Uh, Derek, I want to ask you here. You know, we talked, we said back-to-back years, you know, we lose the best player on offense. What, Which is a bigger impact to the team? Losing Wandale Robinson or losing J.D. Spielman? 
I'm going to say J.D. Spielman, honestly. I, I understand what Wondell Robinson is, and I understand he's a great player. But you look at what our offense was without J.D. Spielman. Like, our, our offense took a huge step back without J.D. Spielman. I, and maybe if it does again without Wondell Robinson, then I guess I don't know what's going to happen because we're not going to score any points. Yeah. But, but J.D. Spielman will at least get you touchdowns. And, and this is not a knock on Wondell Robinson, but – as many yards as he got, he didn't find the end zone a lot. Not until not until the final game. Final game. Well, yeah, th- this year he didn't find yeah. it at all until the final game. Yeah, but even even across his whole career, he has not been in the end zone a ton. Yep. He's gotten a ton of yards, but not a ton of touchdowns. Where JD Spielman, I mean, he 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 did find the end zone quite frequently. So I I, I would say for for that reason, it would to me it would be JD Spielman. That and J.D. Spielman got open and got open and you could throw him the ball and he had the speed to outrun everybody. And I don't know if we really seen that with Wandell, did we? Like, or unless he we just never threw to him in the open, I guess I don't know. Yeah, but he never see, and he never seemed to have the breakaway speed that J.D. Spielman had. I don't, I don't think. Tyler, how would you answer that question, J.D. Spielman or Wandell Robinson? So I I would say I think that Wandale Robinson had the potential to be a better player than J.D. Spielman. With that said, I think J.D. Spielman ultimately was a little bit bigger loss because, A, I think he was just a better pure wide receiver than Wandale Robinson. Um, And I think that we never, you know, it was evident this year we never made up for it. And two, I think it's because the coaches ultimately never really knew how to use Wandale Robinson. Um, you know, it seemed like he was the guy that, you know, running back went down. We're going to give him some carries. Um, you know, we're, we're going to run a lot of swing passes with him, but like, it's just, when you watch him play, it just seemed like we never really knew how to use him. Um, and so while I do think Wandale has, was a really good player for Nebraska, um, has all the potential in the world. The, the coaches didn't know how to use him and, you know, when we talk about this, you know, obviously um, there, there's a lot that we'll probably talk about with how he was utilized here. But, yeah, it just if we can't use the guy right, it doesn't matter how talented he is. You know, here, here's what I would say to that, Tyler. And, and I think the coaches seem to be making the, making this mistake less. Is it possible it was a bad recruit to pick up a running back to play receiver, which we've done. We had done several times at the beginning, the first year or two. Most of them, I think, have transferred out. But now we seem to be going after actual wide receivers to play wide receiver. I mean, Wondell Robinson was a running back in high school, and all of a sudden you're expecting to move over to wide receiver right away. I, I, I question that from the get-go. Well, <laughs> well I mean, Derek, you... if, Derek, if you don't like that, you're not going to like Will Nixon because he was at Midway. He was a wide receiver up until his senior year uh, at Midway, and he mainly played running back. He mainly played running back there at Midway and did awesome. Phenomenal athlete. He could play anywhere on the field. But he's there at Nebraska, kind of in that same Wandale Robinson. Well, it's, uh, a, it's, but, it's but, a, but you said it yourself. He played wide receiver up till his senior year. I think Wandale Robinson was a running a running back the whole time. Like I think he caught the ball a lot in the backfield, but he played running back. Well, it's the duck R, right? Like when when Frost came here, you heard a lot. Of, uh, hey, they're going to be duck R guys. Duck, I mean, and yet no Nebraska fan still knows what a damn duck R is. No, <laughs> we all thought we knew what it was, but nobody really knows what the hell this duck R is. No. But, and if we've been using it, I really don't know what it is. I mean, 
You know, got, you you talk about that, Derek. That's an interesting point because you had Miles Jones come in, yep. former running back, moved a wide receiver, and 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 again, it's interesting to me. Have you seen the evolution of Scott Frost recruiting? And and, and again, I know today, um, you know, Frost has taken a little bit of heat for losing Wandale, and and some of it's rightfully so. But if you look at the evolution of what he has been bringing in at wide receiver over, in particular, the last this last recruiting class. Um, a little bit in the 2019 uh, recruiting class in 2020, but it, it's height. He's been going after a lot bigger guys at wide receiver. Uh, it, not, not just even height. They got build to go with yeah. it. You know, he, he always wants to talk about this no block, no rock thing, but you got 5'10", 185 guys out there trying to block. Yeah, and, and, and Wandale, you know, again, I, I just – it. I guess I'll turn it to you guys. Like, you know, a lot's been made about how Wandale was utilized. And a lot of speculation has been made that a very big portion of why he left is because he didn't want to play a running back. Like, what what do you guys make of that? Because in my opinion, I, I guess I felt that he was a very effective running back. And if you didn't give him the carry, like we there's a point in the season we were like, why is he not carrying the ball? And it seemed like he was okay with it. Like, it, I mean, I mean, at least at first, I mean, obviously there was games, I think it was Illinois or one of the games where he had like 14 carries and it was just, or Penn State. And it's like, what the hell are you doing, guys? But, um, but like, so, what do you make of that? Okay. So I have a lot, there, there's a lot there, you know, uh, the, the utilization point, you know, he went on to say, uh, that he was looking for an offense that could feature his skills as a slot receiver. So back-to-back years, we lose J.D. Spielman, slot receiver. Now we lose Wandale. Why can't Frost or whatever coordinator, offensive coordinator that we have in there, Walters, now Lubick, why can't they figure out how to use them? You talk about the running backs. The failure to develop and commit to a running back is perplexing to me. Uh we got a lot of young guys. We thought we had some talent coming in. Uh, we thought we were going to see something to build off. Uh, Ronald Tompkins in the first game went on a milk carton. Never saw him again. Uh, Marvin Scott, kind of inconsistent. He looked good when he got going. But, my God, there's a lot of inconsistency there. Uh, everybody talked highly of Ramir Johnson. And he was going to be the ne- the greatest one. Same thing. You know, looks good catching the ball out of the backfield. Not so great running the ball between tackles. Ryan Held, he hasn't developed a running back room for a shit. So we had no choice. When Mills was banged up, we had no choice but to go to Wondell Robinson. And you got to give Wondell Robinson credit here. He's being the team player. He was the face of the program. And all he wanted to do what was best for the team. He was a we person instead of a me person. So he did it. And, you know, we abused it uh, because the coaching staff could not get guys ready. They, a lot of misses. We've talked about this. Every offseason, we talk about all the misses that this coaching staff has had at the skill positions uh, since they've been here. And it's it's wearing on uh, other players that aren't being utilized correctly. We got the transfers. Uh, people, maybe there's no faith in the offense and here we are headed into year four, and I'm more pessimistic about the offense headed into year four than I was this year. And this year's offense was absolutely terrible. And what does that say about Wandale Robinson? 
He is the face of the program. You can't argue with that he wasn't getting the touches because we're getting the ball. He had 51 catches, uh, 46 runs this year in a shortened season. He's getting the ball. He's the face of the program. But you know what? He doesn't see any future in this offense. Whatever the scheme is, whatever Scott Frost is running, there's no future. And he's like, I got to get the hell out of here because I have NFL aspirations. I need to go somewhere that I can fulfill my dream because this isn't it. It's This isn't a guy that's being a backup or having to compete for time. This is... This is like the biggest kick in the balls since uh, out of all the transfers. I mean, this is a guy that we, this is, Wondell Robinson is the guy that you build your offense around. And Scott Frost and the staff, they went out of their way to make him a focal point of the offense. And you know what? They they just keep stubbing their dick on this stuff. So I, I, it, I'm pretty frustrated. Well, I, and and here's, here's where I think Frost needs to start reevaluating reevaluating what he's doing. So maybe I, I know he doesn't like to tell people what's wrong with some of these players, but maybe it's time to start giving some injury reports because he talked about some of these running backs being nicked up during the season. Well, maybe it's time to just start saying, you know, he's not going to be able to play this week because of this or that, because it leaves up. So it's just leaving up so much speculation as why these running backs aren't playing or why, what's going on with them. You know, he talks about he talked about several times in so many press conferences about some of the running backs being nicked up, but you don't know which ones. You don't know what's wrong with them, and you don't know which ones are just not panning out. So I, I don't know. I, I don't think he's helping himself with that anymore. Like, I, I've always kind of been on the side of I don't think we need to know, but I don't think it's helping him as a coach at this point to not just be open and honest about it. Well, I, I well man, there's a lot to unpack there from both what you guys said, but. I, I'll go to Justin first, and if I get a chance, I'll follow up with Derek. But, like, like I guess my thing is about Wandale. You're, Justin, you're right. We made him the face of the team. Um, you know, he got touches. And, you know, and we could talk about all the reasons why he ultimately transferred, how much of it was actually on the field versus off the field. And you, we'll never know. I mean, we'll never know what that split actually was. But, but what I will say, and, and this is where I guess – the loss of Wandale, it hurts, and there's a lot of Husker fans out there trying to spin this that, hey, it's no big deal. We'll be better, and, and that's a stupid take. It's just a, it's a foolish take, but what I will say is there were at times last year where it really seemed like we were working hard to get him carries, uh, whether that be um, running between the tackles inside the five, which a lot of fans thought was stupid at the time to maybe a one too many little swing passes or whatever it was. We just kept feeding him the rock. Like it didn't work like him being the vocal point of this offense and getting 30% of the catch uh, targets and, you know, being one of the vocal points in the running back. It didn't work. We had our worst offense we've seen probably since 2009. Like it, it, it was a, it wasn't a successful met thing. And so, the the inability to use Wandale to his fullest potential in the way that we used it, maybe the, the the coaches will just move on from trying to feed one guy the rock, and it opens things up a little bit more. Tyler, but he was the only consistent person we had on offense. I mean, look around. The only other guy that you could say was even consistent on offense this year was Austin Allen. You can't say that about anybody else at running back or wide receiver this year. 
So you, you can. can say consistent, Justin, and 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 that's fair. He was consistent because he got all the targets. Like that's I the mean, guy we, that we, you we, could we, count on, though. You could well, count on course. him to do I that. I mean, how could you know if you out. could depend on Xavier Betts or Cade Warner or? Alante Brown or whoever. We know that we couldn't count on Cade Warner. I mean, after those drops early on. But, but I guess my point is, is how do you know when you feed him the ball, one out of every, three out of every 10 pass attempts you throw at him? Hey, you know, I, I, w- I will add this to Tyler's point. In 2018, when, Rob, when Watt Robinson was a freshman, there was a point where I think we all sat here and went, why are we giving Rondell Robinson the ball so much? Yeah. Then he got banged up, and he, t- he took him out of the game, and suddenly we started spreading the ball around a little bit better, and the offense did appear to move better without Robinson. Not because we're better off without him either. I'm not. I'm not trying to speculate that. Yeah, no. Oh, we're gonna be better off without well, him. Yeah, I, back back in those instances though, where we talked about that, it was because you know. Uh, J.D. Spielman wasn't getting the ball. They were forcing it to Wandell Robinson, and then you got the best receiver on the team and J.D. Spielman, and he's not getting anything. And so, you know, I mean, of course it looked better because we could use our best player on offense, which was J.D. Spielman. That's who that guy was last year. And so, yeah, look, Scott Frost, he has a lot to clean up on this offense. Uh, are you guys losing oh, there, faith? There's no doubt with that. Are you guys losing no faith in him? And as far as the offense goes, play calling and, you know, game planning offense. It's just, it's so tough for me because like, you know, you look at last year and there's just, we, we, we showed we could move the ball when we weren't tripping over our feet. We, we showed we could move the ball. Um, you know, I, I, we we talk about this a lot during the season. The first drive of the game, we 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 would come out and we usually execute really well. Um, we, we're, what's concerning to me uh, on the Wandale Robinson is when you look at the guys that Frost has lost so far. Like Wandale, like again, we talked about this earlier. JD or Wandale, who we lost. Say what you will, but JD wasn't a Frost guy. Like what if you had the the the. the Besides Adrian Martinez, who's probably the number one Frost guy, the number two would have been Wandale Robinson. Like yeah. this, this is a guy who you you would have imagined the loyalty to Frost would be endless. Uh, you know, he was vocal point. He was super talented. He was playing, and to lose a guy like that 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 is concerning. That Frost couldn't convince him to say with whatever the reasons were. Um, I, I think to your point, Justin, am I losing faith in Frost? He's got to start winning games. I mean, the, I mean, the the time is up on this. Like, the, the it, it's just it's done. The and and again, I'm not saying this that we need to fire him, but the 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 moment where I'm thinking that he has a chance to turn it around is really shrinking, and I might just be ready to assume that Nebraska is going to be in this endless hell of purgatory, um, that that we're in. Yeah, and we're going to talk about the two new guys that we just picked up here in a second. But, I mean, doesn't that seem like now that Wandale Robinson is gone, doesn't that, like, kill, like, the momentum? If there was any momentum. But, like, looking forward to the positivity headed into next season as far as the offense goes. Because we thought you can't get any worse than last year, you know. Now Wandale Robinson leaves. So what are you thinking right now? I mean, like, it's like, oh, shit. Maybe we haven't seen the bottom when it comes to, to the offense. Because you look at the guys that we have coming back 
nobody has proven themselves. Our best wide receiver uh, with any returning catches is Xavier Betts, and he had 12 last year. That's it, man. Uh, you know, Austin Allen, he, he looked good. He had like, what, 22 or whatever it was. Uh, but, but there's I mean, talent, man. I mean, I, there, again. There's talent, but there's nothing proven. Running no. backs, I mean, this is probably the worst uh, I've felt about the running back situation ever at Nebraska. Ever. Headed into a year. No idea who's going to step up. But. But the t- but there's talent, Justin, and I think when you, for the people listening, I mean, yes. th- what we saw, what we saw last but you year, get Omar Manning who was the most play. talented Omar running didn't back? Play. Omar Who's Manning most, did. For, I'm talking about running back here. Who was the most talented running back that you saw last year? I mean, okay, but we didn't see Morrison. He was banged up the whole year, and you know, COVID or whatever the hell he was going on. Um, we'll talk about the guys we you know brought in, but Marvin Scott was a true freshman. I'm not ready to write him off. You know, maybe it's time to kind of write Ramir Johnson off. Um, you know, I, I I don't know. Maybe he'll emerge at some point. But, I mean, I, I'm not buying that stock, even if it's going for two cents a share. I wouldn't uh, write him off because I think that is wide open. I don't think anybody has separated themselves at all. I don't think anybody's in a place to say, I am the guy. Not one bit. Derek, what do you think about the returning running backs here? I think they need to find one and stick with him. That's what I think. I, I don't care which one you decide is the best one. You need to stick with him. This, this playing, I, I, I think they want to rotate three or four running backs. It's not going to work. You need to let these guys get into a rhythm. Okay. And I don't care. I, I really don't care which one you pick. Whichever one you feel is best in practice, stick with them. But don't take them out because he only got a three-yard run. So, but Derek, I don't think there's much times. evidence that they're trying to rotate running backs too much. Well, they didn't sure as hell didn't give anybody more than four or five carries this year. Well, we didn't really run the running back this year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So pick one and stick with him. So we there, there was one game where Ronald Tompkins runs it. There's another game where, where Marvin Scott runs it. There's another game where uh, Bermier Johnson runs it. There's another game. Find a damn running back and make him run it. Yeah, let him get into a groove. So today we found out that uh, Marquez Step. Uh, running back out of USC, transferred over. He will be a sophomore uh, at Nebraska. Uh, you know, he was a four-star coming out of high school. Uh, you know, plagued by injuries the last couple of years. Not a lot of great stats. I think, you know, 500 total yards rushing and like six touchdowns. But, I mean, is he our front runner? Tyler? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I would, if you ask me, I'd probably say, yeah, I'd probably say, yeah. Um, and, and, and he's not a bad front runner. I mean, if the guy could be healthy, I think the talent is there. I mean, you mm-hmm. saw glimpses of him, his freshman campaign at USC. Um, I think we all saw the highlights on YouTube, like the way he ran and this, I mean, he, he could be good. Um, you know, is I think it's freshman year. He averaged six yards a carry. Um, last year, I, I, you know, it was a more of a Diedrich Mills uh, kind of pace at three point four or something along those lines. Like so, yeah. um, you know, it, it'll be. But yeah, I mean, I, I, if you ask me today, who I think is going to be our starting running back going into twenty twenty one, I think it's him. Dirk, do you? What do you think? Uh, I, yeah, I think it's got to be him. I mean, he's he's a 
He's got the potential to be a beast mode kind of guy. The guy weighs 235 pounds. Like, I mean, he's damn near a fullback with some running back speed. I'm wondering if he got too big. Coming out of high school, he was six foot 191. He is up to 235 pounds now. In three years, he's put on 45 pounds. I wonder if that has anything to do with him, one, being able to stay healthy and his ability well, to run. I, you don't, know? I don't think it has anything to do with being healthy because, look, I, I, one year he hurt his ankle. Okay, I, I guess maybe getting too big could be a reason for that. I think the other re, other year he hurt like a wrist or something like that. The, the thing about his injuries is it's not like a Ronald Tompkins case where you're just absolutely concerned about. Oh yeah, no knee, no no knees. knee injuries. Yeah, I mean he 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 he, I, he seems like a guy who could be healthy. I mean he hasn't done it, but even this year they they, they played five out of their six games. He missed one game. Yeah, I think what he does add is the ability in this offense where you can commit to a guy in third and short and have a big body like this guy. He's going to be a bulldozer just running through that line. Instead of running Wandale Robinson on third and two or fourth and two, whatever Scott Frost thought he was doing last year. It gives Uh, you an option rather than a a quarterback's draw. I mean... And with Dedrick Mills not being healthy, I, it never was. We just didn't have an option on third downs. Yeah. So, so I, he at least gives you a third down option, sure. I don't know if that automatically makes him your front runner, but at a bare minimum, it at least gives you a third down option. Yeah, and so we're going to talk about Samori Tori. God, I probably butchered his name, but he's the uh, the uh, FCS All-American out of Montana that just transferred in. Over 1,400 yards receiving last year. I mean, loads of touchdowns. I mean, he's going to be a breath of fresh air. I want to ask you guys something here. Uh, we got two guys coming in, and we're pretty short on talent. But it seems, though, when we have guys transfer into Nebraska or just come in, the Scott Frost offense just takes a lot of time for people to understand and you know be able to commit consistently. Is that a concern with you with these two guys coming in? It's possible. I, I mean, I think Oliver Martin did a good job picking it up right away. The only yeah, problem with yeah. him, the only problem with him was they didn't even know if he was going to be eligible or eligible or not until two games in. Yeah, uh, great point. The only other, the only other transfer I could think of that didn't really translate well was kind of Inoa. But he got a lot of playing time. I don't think he was. He I don't think he time. was he a matter of, a of balls. I don't think he was a matter of not picking up the offense. I think, uh, Justin. I honestly, I, the more I've come around on the the whole Scott Frost offense, too complicated. I don't think it's that. I think it goes back to the no block, no rock. You know, it, it's the, the whole the dynamic of Scott Frost right now is such an enigma because. You know, to, to so many Nebraska fans, when you talk about what you wanted, what you the old school Nebraska fans, hey, let's play the walk walk ons. Let let's play the guys that are busting their ass in practice. Let's play the guys. I want a physical players. Well, now Frost seems to be playing the guys that are busting their ass in practice. The walk ons, the the guys that are going to go up there and block. And players are like. Give me those finesse Florida kids. Like, let's do something here. Um, and it's just, it's interesting because, like, he, it just seems around there. But I, I have seen very little about Scott Frost's offense that looks too complex to pick up. 
Well, I mean, I, 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 you see that, though, with a lot of these guys that are just being shelved. And you know they have talent. And, you know, Alante Brown, he Blocking. demonstrated talent. Blocking. I, I, I don't think... I, I don't hate think... it. When your offense I will, I will, is stumbling... Go ahead. I will say this about the whole no block rock, no rock thing. Why is this even a thing when you don't have running backs that you run anyway? Yeah. Because all we run is swing passes. So you have to be able to block because we're going to throw it to Wandale 66 times a game and almost every one of them is in the flats. And, and that's a problem too. Like it's, it's, we got to start being able to throw downfield. And I don't know if it's a lack of, uh, I mean, they're, confidence in the quarterbacks. I don't know if it's a lack of confidence in the wide receivers. All the above. I, I don't know if line. it's a lack of confidence in the offensive line not being able to block long enough. But whatever it is, it needs to be fixed. And three years, I, I, three years, we should not be having these issues. This is the longest rebuild. It seems like we're starting a uh, rebuild from uh, uh, year zero every single year. And this is going to be even more so, it seems. Well, but you say that, and this is a this is a year. I think Scott Frost has to make a jump in offense. Like his, the offense has well, to. Well, Derek, you say and, that, and the, de- and the defense needs to be as good as they were last year. Well, no, what, what Scott Frost be- needs to do better. is in twenty twenty one is he needs to look at schools like Iowa. He needs to look at schools like this, and he needs to play in the defense. I mean, I honestly like, like I. He he. This defense is the strength of the team. There is no denying it. In twenty twenty one, it is about the black shirts. And if Nebraska wants to have any success, and this is where the running backs going to come into play. Um, you know, you talk about throwing down the field, but I mean, four yards of carry is okay. Like play some time possession. I mean, you, I, and, and it's hard to imagine Frost completely changing his philosophy, but. I think you've got to go into 2021 and you've got to lean into that defense because it's looking the problem, fierce. The problem with that is, Tyler, and this this was the problem we ran into a lot this year, was everybody knew we were going to be running swing passes or running up the middle or running a quarterback run. So what did they do? They stacked the box. You're going to have to open up some deep throws to, to get people off your ass a little bit. Yeah, I, I'm not disagreeing, Derek, Like, I, I, especially in like a spread offense, right? Like, it's one thing if you're going to be in a pow- like old school Husker football where mono you mono your offensive line is going to win and you have a fullback in there you could put eight guys in the box because you know what we're going to get five yards of carry and we have a running back that every now and again is going to bust one like that's not what you're going to see under I mean I, no one expects our offensive line to be that and but I, I to me like the the thought of the fast paced offense like. Ohio State, I thought, did a really interesting, and they it didn't work really in the national championship, but they used tempo off and on. Like, they were very, like, methodic, and then they would really hurry up. And I would like to see Frost do that a little bit more because you know he knows how to hurry up. You know Adrian knows how to run a hurry up. Luke will know how to run a hurry up. Um, but I, I think he needs to use tempo a little bit more sporadically and uses it actually as a... Not the driving force of the team, but yeah, I mean, offense. Uh, just you sit, talk about the rebuild. Build, um, you know, it's amazing where we are in year four, where I think we are going to have the best defense Nebraska's had on the field since 2009, 2010, and we're going to have the worst offense we've had since that same time frame. So, 
Um, we've officially gone full Pliny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, my God, that that'd be so frustrating, especially if you got a defense that could take you, you know, to win a uh, conference title or div- we'll say, well, you know what, we'll say divi- just get to a division title, you know, just compete for one. And if that offense, if that is what's holding us back, Scott Frost has to do something. He has to do something. Whether he relinquishes play calling or, I don't know, I don't know, find find somebody, I don't know, replace coaches, Judas. It's, it, it'll be I, extremely frustrating. I, I, have, I will say this, and kind of putting a bow on my thoughts on the Wandale Robinson. Heading in 2021, I, I feel okay about the wide receiver room. I really do. And, and and it's blind faith in Justin. You're gonna point it out all off season about when I bring up every time I bring up Omar Manning's name, you're gonna be like the guy hasn't done anything. I get it, but I I like the wide receivers we brought in. I love that we have Thomas Vadone, Austin Allen at tight end. Like I think that position is good. The running back is a question mark, no doubt about it. We will not win eight games this year if that running back position doesn't get figured out and I'm not sold it will, but I, the wide receivers I think are there. I think the quarterback is good enough, um, but it's really offensive line and running back. Where are we going to be at in 2021 in those two positions? So do you think the wide receiver room improves next year over compared to what we saw this year? It can't be much worse. Like I just okay. think Xavier Betts, Alante Brown, in year two, I think they take step forwards. I think Omar Manning, I, I just think that that kid, I just don't believe, if, if he is all hype, if he is all hype, he will, in the, I mean, you talk about Harrison Becks. You talk about, like. You don't even the, have to say, you can say, like, Mike Williams and Jerron. No, but, Woodard, but like, you know? I mean, I'm talking about in the history of Nebraska football that of guys that don't hit. There will oh. probably never be a bigger hyped guy that we brought in that completely missed. Like I just Thunder Collins, Thunder Collins. I mean, you, I mean the, <laughs> I mean, but no, but if Omar Manning doesn't see the field, like at least Thunder Collins played, at least Harrison Beck transferred and did something. Like, I mean, if if I just don't think there'll be a guy if Omar Manning doesn't at least contribute. That would be shocking for me. Derek, final thoughts on Wandale Robinson. Oh, man, I hope the best for the kid. I I know I probably didn't speak the best of him, but and it's, not, it's not ill will towards him. I hope he does do well. Uh, it sucks losing him. Uh, it, it's, it's really blew me away after seeing all the off-season videos over the last two weeks of how much they paid attention to him or making videos. Mm-hmm. They had a video of him decorating Austin, Austin Allen, Allen yeah, that, like a Christmas a great video. tree. It was. And, and you, so you're thinking, oh, man, this guy's still the face of the team. He's loving being here. And so I, it, I started hearing rumors about him transferring. I'm like, man, this feels like last year. Because they kind of did the same thing last year. Everyone said, oh, Wondell Robinson is going to transfer. Oh, Derek, then he, Derek then, you're then right. he didn't. But what started all of that last year – was his dad. his dad. His dad was tweeting out things, you know, about him transferring. And, you know, he was really critical of Scott Frost and uh, the play calling and the utilization even last year. I mean, it was so bad that, remember, he had to put out a tweet to say, he's like, no, he goes, I have faith in the program. And 
He's like, Nebraska is where we want to be and all that stuff. That caught a lot of buzz last year. And is, it, is it possible Wondell Robinson's dad is a lot like Lonzo Ball's dad? No, I don't think his. I don't think Wondell's dad's obnoxious at all. <laughs> but, but we don't know him well yet. But I mean, again, you look at Wondell. His dad obviously is a big influence on him, and no fault. That's great. Um, you know, uh, his mom being sick. Um, you know, obviously, it seems like that played a part in it. I mean, family obviously had something to do with him leaving, and. I don't um, think it's as big of a part as what he's making it sound, though. Well, maybe not the sick mom. It's a con- it's a convenient it's a convenient excuse to use, but I'm I, pretty sure I this was brewing for a while. It, it, it's an interesting thing, and this is going to be a bitter Nebraska fan. But you saw what happened to JD Spielman when he left, and I like Wandale Robinson, and you know, hopefully Kentucky, if that's where he goes, since they're going to be bringing on a new quarterback. They're not going to be Adrian martinez him and throwing it high over the middle, consist, you know, consistently and letting him get beat up. Killed. And yeah, uh, but you, you know, you, you saw think J- they're not going to, but you don't know that. But you, well, you hope that. I mean, but but I guess my point is, is you saw JD Spielman leave. I I just I I hope the grass. You know, I I just I do wish the best for him. I just hope he doesn't wake up with JD Spielman and having nine catches next year. Well, I mean. I think it says everything. You know, if he has NFL aspirations, he can't get it here. He well, he doesn't think that he can get it here. His family doesn't think I, he can get it here. Which I call bullshit on, by the way. I, I don't know that with his why? size. I, I don't know that I see him being an NFL anyway. Tyler, why do you say call bullshit? Because I think if you're getting 66 targets, at some point in time, you've got to make the plays. And you could talk about the type of routes you're running, and you could talk about the fact that you, you know, again, I don't think he said this, but you can allude to the fact that he didn't want to carry the ball and all that. But, like, you know, if, if Wondell Robinson wants to make an NFL roster, Derek's kind of was alluding to this. I don't think he's going to make it at a flat-out slot wide receiver. He, he's got to have an it factor. He's got to probably be a guy that can move around the field. I, I would my old thought is if he was going to be an NFL, he was going to be a Danny Woodhead. I I thought he was he translated the best to a third down running back who can catch the ball out of the backfield. Um, who is it? Uh, Kevin Falk that played for the Patriots, like a guy that's going to be a good receiver out of the backfield, catch the ball, line up all over for mismatches. Like that's Darren how Sproles. I think Wondell Robinson <laughs> is best used. Um, Maybe he'll prove me wrong, and he is a true slot wide receiver, and it was all Nebraska system. But I just think that the guy got his opportunities, and I will be shocked if he goes to Kentucky or Purdue and is the vocal point that he was here. And maybe he doesn't want sixty six targets. Well, if if you end up going to Kentucky, like you really think the SEC defenses are going to be that much easier to get get around and make plays? Did you watch SEC defenses this year, Derek? <laughs> They were terrible. That's like Big 12 level defenses. Yeah, but that's not going to be a typical year, I don't think. I hope it is because I hate the SEC. But no, I mean, my final thoughts on Wondell Robinson is it sucks to see him go. I was, that's a guy that you could easily root for, rally around, you know, face of the program. They went out of their way to make him a focal point. And, you know, and he just had a great, he just had a great personality. In every oh, interview, 
that you saw with him. He was always smiling, always upbeat, had nothing but positive things to say. It could have been, I mean, there's been a lot of rough spots over the last couple of years at Nebraska. But, I mean, he just made it seem like it's all going to be okay. It's all going to be okay. We're going to get through this, and we're going to get better and better. And now that he's leaving, it's like, oh, man, I don't know how much better we can get immediately, short term, hey. without him. Adrian Martinez has the same attitude, and you root against him. No, well, shoot. Not, I don't root against him. I just – he's not a playmaker like Wondell. <laughs> he's not a playmaker like Wondell. I, I would say he's made just as many big plays as Wondell, if not I would more, say but. more. I mean, I – Well. Different topic, different day. Different, yeah, yeah. We, we don't need to – yeah. Wondell Robinson, yeah. Good luck to him. Uh Hopefully, hopefully his con- career keeps getting better. Uh, yeah, he, damn, good guy to root for. But uh, guys, anything else to talk about tonight? I know we're this is just kind of a short impromptu podcast. I think I think, but next week, hopefully, we find out what happens with all these. The you know we have four remaining seniors on defense that have yet to declare or de- decide what their future is. Um, you know, I don't know how many will come back. Um, there's speculation that the number could be all of them. Um, that would shock me. But, I mean, I, I think next week, um, if we're on, I'm guessing that's because these guys have made their decision. And we can turn a little bit more optimistic and talk about the the best defense Nebraska has seen since 2011 uh, oh, that we're coming yeah. back next year. Well, we've also – You have to hope for at least two of the guys to come back. You have to root for at least one safety to come back, right? Like you, you have to have one of the safeties come back. And I, I don't personally, I don't care which one. I think they're both damn good. I think they're both fine. I think they're both great leaders back there. And then you'd love to see like a Ben Stilley or maybe even a Will Honus come back where you get a little more depth in that inside linebacker spot. Uh, it, but, you, but you would love to see at least two of these guys come back. Can, let's just real quickly go around. There's four guys that haven't decided yet. Uh, Deontay Williams, Dismuke, Will Honus, Ben Stilley. Real quickly, rank them for most who you want to come back most, uh, best to least. Like, who do you want the most to come back and then the least? Uh, I'll kick it off since I threw it and let you guys react, but I'll say Deontay Williams is number one to me. Uh, Dismuke is number two. Will Honus is three. Ben Stilley is four. Really? Okay. Interesting. Derek. Oh, man, it's hard to argue with that order. I would definitely go uh, Deontay Williams, probably Dismuke. Uh, the only reason I would say Honus over Stilly is because I think we're better if we're for depth on defensive line. So, I, I, yeah, I'll just agree with you, Tyler. I think you're right. I think that's probably what my order would be, too, just because of the depth at defensive line. Uh, yeah, I'm taking Honus uh, number one here based off depth at – Linebacker, I think he's going to be integral there. Uh, my number two guy would be Dismuke because we need a safety. Uh, ben Stilley, I love Ben Stilley's game. Uh, and then my final guy is D. Williams. I've never been big on the way uh, Deontay Williams plays. Just I just don't like his style of play. He's uh, hurts us just as much as he helps us. So. I, I just that is such a bad take, Justin. I mean, I, I your Deontay Williams hate is 
probably worse than your Adrian Martinez it, hate. It's all. It's almost as obnoxious as his Adrian. It, it's it's, um, <laughs> it, but like Adrian, like the Adrian thing. Like I I get to a point. The quarterback always takes the most blame. Like Adrian, Deontay obviously. Williams have but, it, Deontay did, Williams. Deontay Williams was. Did great. he have more than one penalty this year? Yeah, it was a targeting penalty in the first game. I can't remember another penalty. Yeah, pass breaks up. The guy comes in and run defense. Like I, I, I don't, don't like the. I don't like the. I mean, he. You don't like he the got hard better. Hits. Like ra- yeah, I don't like the way he throws his body and doesn't wrap up. He misses a lot he, of tackles. He got better as the year. He went did on get better that. as the year went on. But but I, I think Deontay historically Williams, his game has been but throw Deontay his Williams, body as hard as he can at somebody and miss the tackle. Like this is the first season we've actually had the guy yes. play. Yeah, the guy played all. He got hurt in the first game last no. year. Deontay Williams is throwing a, his body and missing all, a tackle and hurt himself. I, I think Deontay Williams is like I I like your Will Honus. Like Will Honus being number one. Like I could have put him over Dismuke. Like if Deontay Williams comes back, like let's say tomorrow he announces he's coming back, then I probably bump Will Honus over Dismuke. Uh, because I think we just need because we have uh, Farmer. I think Farmer is assuming he's healthy next year will be a really good another starting safety, and Noah Pola Gates is a really good backup. I think, but like so, Will Honus will jump it, but Deontay Williams is the guy that I'm just like, please God, let that guy come back. I'm really curious. I, I will say, I'm really curious I'll, about I'll say, our oh, listeners. Sorry. Our listeners, you know, okay? So you two have Deontay Williams as your number one guy, and I have him my least favorite guy to come back out of the four that we talked about. I'd be curious on what our listeners think about where we're holding Deontay Williams. Am I being unreasonable or are you guys giving him too much credit? Poll question. I'll, 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 I'll say this. To me, Deontay Williams and Markel Dispuke are like 1A, 1B. But if one of them commits to come back next year, the other one drops to number four. So hopefully it's Dismuke, so you can have Deontay Williams at number four. <laughs> uh, and, and I could agree with that. I, I think we need one of these safeties back. I don't think we need both of them back. I, I do but think I'm we need you, one Derek. of them back. I, I, and, but, and I think they're I think they're fairly equal. As in, who you get back? If you get one of them back, I think it's a big win either way. Like I'm with you, but but let me say this about Ben Stilley. And I I like Ben Stilley. I like him a lot. He is a really good defender. If he comes back. I mean, let's say he's the only one of the seniors that comes back. He probably enters next year as the number three defensive player in my book. But, like, Ty Robinson and Casey Rogers, to me, like, those two guys, when their career is done at Nebraska, they may sur- like they may be better than what Ben Stilley's career at Nebraska is. Like, does that make sense to you? Like, I think those two guys, their, their potential, their ceiling – the sky is sure, the limit. They're, they're both four-star athletes. They sh- they really technically should be. Who, who are the two guys you're talking about, Tyler? K- K- Casey Rogers Ty- and Ty Robinson. Oh, okay. Like, I think those two guys are just, they, they are, and, and then again, I like DeAndre Thomas as a backup in that rotation. Like, I, I think that the depth is there um at defensive line without I, liked what, I liked what Jordan Riley did when he was healthy. Yeah. I thought he did well. I, I mean again I lo- I like I mean Damian Daniels obviously is a different position, but like I, I think the that's why Ben still it's not that I don't think he's good. It's not that I don't think he's really good, but I just think the defensive line is that's a good position group with or without him next year. Um 
That's fair. I, I do agree with that. I, I do. But I, I, I will stick with that. I think we need one of these safeties we, back. Not we, 100%. It, it, and if we get one of the safeties back, I'd rather have Ben Stilley back than the other safety. I'm just kind of looking at the stats right here. If I could find it. I was uh, looking to see out of those three guys there that you mentioned, who led us in tackles. Looks like Ben Stilley. He had 27. Casey Rogers, 25. And Ty Robinson, 17. Yeah, again, I'm not saying Ben Silly wouldn't be better in 2021 than those two guys. I, I just think that the, even in 2021, the gap between those guys is going to be pretty small. If, if all four come back and they could figure out a way to make it work, like, that's awesome. Um, I mean, again, I mean, you can never have too much depth. Yeah. Injuries happen, uh, you know. As the season goes on, I, but again, I think twenty twenty one. I mean, I, I I'm very hopeful that we see a, 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 at least two guys come back. I want to see two announcements by next Tuesday. So unlike offensive line, defensive linemen have to rotate out. So you need multiple guys that yeah. can that with no drop off. And I think having Ben Stilley in there and not having any drop off when you know the younger guys come in, I think that I think that's huge. I think that's really huge. So, anyway, we have a slew of topics that uh, have been sent to us over Twitter over the last couple of weeks. So, we got lots of topics over the next few weeks here to get us through the recruiting. And we'll probably take a little bit of a break before spring ball heats up. But, uh, guys, this was supposed to be a quick episode. I don't think any of us saw us going, you know, we're getting ready to hit 50 minutes here. Uh, I thought we were just going to do like a... 20, 25 minute uh, episode here with uh, Wandale Robinson, but yeah, we had a lot to we're, say. We're, we're all we're all blowhards. We can't shut our mouth long enough to only do it for twenty minutes. Yeah, and we haven't we, we haven't done an episode in three weeks. Yes, you know, it's before Christmas, so I guess we had a lot to get off our chest. So uh, let's hope that all the news headed forward is all good news and not bad news. So uh, we don't have to vent as much. So. Uh, Avante Dickerson, just stay in Nebraska, man. You don't want to go to Minnesota. You know how cold it is here. You just just stay home. And it's a little less cold. And let's finish out with the best recruiting class Nebraska's put on the field in uh, quite some time. Absolutely. Hey, special thanks to our producer, Connor Russell, for putting this audio together for us. Be sure to follow the Husker Cuzcast on Twitter, at Husker Cuzcast. Like us on Facebook. Look for episodes anywhere you get your podcasts. Hit that subscribe button and don't forget to rate and review. On behalf of Derek and Tyler, we want to thank everybody for listening. And as always, go Big Red. Frost. It's good to go.